0: Well, Hi, everybody. Welcome to December. <laughs> Can you believe it? We are about to finish this year, 2020, and I'm ready for a new year. How about you? So glad you're here today. We are going to do a three-week series on the story of Christmas. We're going to look at three components. We're going to look at Mary this week, Joseph the following week, and then, of course, this child named Jesus. That changed the world. But today we are gonna look at Mary and how in the world she navigated the life change that she had to go through. So as I think about this whole idea, I think about a story that's kinda of hard to fathom. Like in our culture, you know, today we're, we're like, past the drama. So we don't have to live in the drama that Mary felt, but I want us to try to go back and actually feel and understand some of the stuff that she must have felt and tried to understand. It's complex. It really is. God shows up and all kinds of stuff begins to happen. First of all, I want you to know a couple things. We know that she Mary, I'm talking about, is a very normal young girl. There's nothing in scripture about her before the announcement of this angel to say, guess what? You're gonna be the mother of the Son of God. There's, there's nothing that indicates that she's something special. Obviously, she's special to God in that sense, but nothing else. There, there's never a, an encounter with God or an angel in her past so far. You know, as as a pastor for a lot of years, I've had my share of people who say, well, God spoke to my heart. And I believe he does. God speaks to my heart all the time. But every now and then what comes out after that is a little perplexing. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't God that told them that. But anyway, Mary did not have any other encounters. She wasn't someone that constantly was talking about, well, God told me, God said this, I had a vision. We don't see that in in the pattern of her life. No encounters at all. So so there's five or six things that I want you to write down that I want to talk about. And they have to do with Mary, but they also have to do with God, okay? So let's just start with number one in your outline. It'll be on the uh, app if you have that and you can follow along on the screen as well. Number one, does God does he intervene or does he interfere? <laughs> yeah. Those two things are not the same. Does God intervene or does he interfere? Some of you some of you right now are thinking both. <laughs> I think I think you're probably right. it is both. but in Luke 1 it says this in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. This is Luke 1, verse 26. She was engaged. She was not married, but she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Now, what happens in the text before we get to Mary has to do with Zechariah. And Zechariah is told by the Lord that his wife, Elizabeth, who is way too old to have children, is going to have a baby. That baby would be John the Baptist. And Zechariah basically says to God, no, she's too old. (laughs) There's there's no way this can happen. It's, It's too late. Contrasted by Mary who is not married, she's engaged. And she's saying, "Uh, it's too early. I don't have a husband yet. And this is not gonna work out very well if I'm pregnant. So you see this tension of God deciding to show up too late for Elizabeth, too early for Mary. And it's all in the perfect timing of God. We have human time. And we have divine time and the divine always wins because God's timing isn't always your timing or my timing. And we need to remember that as we walk with the Lord. Sometimes it does feel like God's too late. And sometimes it feels like God is trying to do stuff when I'm not ready. I I don't want to do that. I don't want to move there. Why is this job opening up now? Why are my kids saying this now? Why... All all the whys in scripture, so many of them have to do with the timing, but God is not confused. He has a plan. It's just that we don't know his plan and he's pretty good at surprising. So many times in my life, the timing situation for opportunities that come along are not what I would have anticipated. The door God is opening is too soon or it's too late. You know, when you're engaged, uh, especially in the culture Mary lived in, it's really not the best time to get pregnant. And it's, it's, it's never a good time when you're engaged before you're married. This threw Joseph in a tailspin. We'll look at that more next week. But this was complicated. And Mary's gonna have to try to explain all this and that it's God and that makes it even worse. But this is going to alter Mary's life forever. Forever. And I want us to fully appreciate that right now. Did she pray to be the mother of Jesus? (laughs) I mean, do you think she, in her daily prayers, said, oh God, if you ever send a son to this earth to die for the sins of the world, could I be the mom? I don't think so. Mary was just living her life. Normal, everyday, mundane life. And God shows up. I want you to know that today God can show up in your life in the most inopportune, mundane moments of your life. God is with you right now. He has a plan for you right now. It doesn't feel like a special day. It doesn't feel like a special moment. It didn't for Mary either. There's no indicator that this was a big moment in her life until after it happened. We need to remember that because our lives can be changed in one moment, one God moment that changes that trajectory. So what does it mean to say, here am I, use my life? Because that's really what Mary said. Go ahead, tell me what it is. The second thing in your outline is, I don't always know that God is at work. There's no sense in the story that Mary had an indicator that something big was coming. I don't know about you, but I I grew up in a family that every summer we took a vacation. And I know how blessed I was now as I grow up and I see so many people who don't even remember a vacation as a kid. So I was very fortunate. And I remember so many times saying to my mom or my dad, when's vacation? Well, school's gonna be out and then we're gonna go to wherever. And I I used to think, I can't wait till that day. How many days is it? And I would be counting the days till we could go on vacation. Mary isn't living like that. Mary's not anticipating something special. And yet God is at work in her life. In verse 28, it says this, Gabriel, that's an angel, appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you greetings. And then it's like, don't be alarmed. Like, sure. Like an angel shows up every day and talks to me. I'm alarmed. Favored woman. This angel is saying you're special. God's noticed something about you, your life. His favor is on you. What does that even mean? The Lord is with you. See, whether you know it or not, God is near you today. Say, well, I don't feel him. I know but he's there. And at any moment, he might break in. There might be a word from the Lord. There might be a message. There might be a person to talk to. There might be a connection with someone. God is near us. You can't see him like, I wish I, could, wish I could somehow know he's there, but you can't feel him, you can't see him. But by faith, we know he's there. He's in the midst of your decisions today. He's in the midst of your confusion today. He's right in the middle of the frustration that you are living with right now. He's also there for the joy and the celebrations that you may be having in your life. God is with us always. Number three, the will of God is one day at a time. It's such a mystery. One of the biggest questions asked to pastors is how do I know the will of God? I've been asked that question hundreds of times. And I've landed on an answer that says, one day at a time, walk in obedience to God and you'll be doing the will of God. I don't think it's a big mystery. God's not trying to trick you into something. Look at verse 29. This is a key verse in this story. Confused and disturbed. Confused, disturbed, those two words, would you just put them in your mind for a second? Mary tried to think about what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive, you're gonna get pregnant and you're gonna give birth to a son and you're gonna give him the name Jesus. See, Mary wasn't ready for this. I wouldn't have been ready for this. How how can you plan for something like this? She's not awaiting this day with anticipation. Two words that you usually do not put together, confused and disturbed, don't really go with the plan of God. Like I, I sort of have this feeling and I don't know where I got it, But it feels to me like if you're in the will of God, you're not gonna be confused or disturbed, right? So think about this. She's confused and she's disturbed, but this is like the biggest day of her life as far as God's favor on her life. That tells me something. It tells me that I definitely may not understand the will, the plan, of God in my life. It might seem pretty confusing. It might even disturb me. God, what is this? Why is this happening to me? And God's saying, I got this. It's all good. Don't worry. Then the angel drops the bomb. You're going to have a baby. You're going to name him Jesus. Sometimes the will of God in our lives is unfolding as we live it one day at a time. She didn't know it tomorrow at all. She was gonna have a big talk with Joseph, her fiance. There were many factors that are not worked out with this announcement by the angel. And we can't just assume that she had a peace about all this, she was troubled, confused and disturbed. She had no rehearsal. When When I think of planning my life or planning an event, it sure is nice if you get to have a rehearsal. But this was live, no room for mistakes. She's just all of a sudden there and the angel says, this is how it's gonna be. Why? God saw her heart and God sees yours. And if you have a willing heart, he wants to use you and spend you in ways that he understands, but you may not. So regardless of what you face right now, confused, disturbed, I don't know you could be right in the middle of God's perfect plan for your life. I'm not saying you are, but you may be. Confusion and being disturbed do not disqualify you from being in the will of God. So think about that. Number four, you may be the last one to know what God is up to, the the big plan. Now, what happens in scripture, I think we've talked about this before, is to me, it's one of the funny moments in the story when the angel is telling Mary about all the stuff Jesus is gonna do. It's almost as though the angel knows all this, but Mary doesn't. And so he's trying to tell her what the future is gonna hold. Just listen to this in verse 32, he says, This is after he announces, you should call him, make his name Jesus. He will be very great. He he will be called to be the son of the most high. I can see the angel getting excited. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His his kingdom will never end. (laughs) It's almost like this angel is getting all pumped up as he talks. He's telling Mary. I think Mary is way back there at the beginning that says, when the angel said, you're gonna conceive. Because what's gonna come out of her mouth is, but uh, I'm a virgin, how is this gonna happen? I know you're talking all about Jesus and all the big sky stuff, but I can't really be pregnant. The angel knows all this, Mary doesn't know. The angel takes off with all this information And Barry is left going, did you just say I'm going to have a baby? Yes, Mary, you are. What does it mean for us to trust God enough that I can actually go through those unexpected moments with confidence? Man, that's a big one. Think about that. I hope you'll be challenged by this, especially if you're facing some some challenging times right now. This is so typical of how we often go through life, not even knowing that God is directly involved with us in this moment today, right here, right now. He's just a breath away from you, from me. He is intervening all the time in our lives and we don't even realize it, we don't even see it. Could I choose to live with a little more intention about accepting the fact that when I'm in a situation I didn't choose or I didn't want, I might stop and say, aha, I wonder if God has me here. I wonder if I'm really supposed to be in this story, in this situation, in this complex relationship, whatever it is, maybe you're the perfect person to be in that situation in that moment. Mary was, even though she didn't like it and didn't choose it. She allowed it. Number five, you may not understand. In verse 34, it says that Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? (laughs) I'm a virgin. I love this part of the story because the angel's just been going off about Jesus and he's going to reign forever and he'll rule. And and Mary's like, "Um, I don't, I don't think you understand how it works with humans. And the angel replied, well, here's how it works. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. He will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she's conceived a son. And she's in her sixth month for nothing is impossible with God. What a takeaway line. When you face an impossibility, it's not impossible with God. How is Mary supposed to respond? If you could break all this down and just live in that moment with Mary, how is she supposed to respond to an angel that she's never seen before a message that's completely foreign to her. She doesn't know why she's favored. She doesn't know why God chose her. And she's just been told that the Holy Spirit's gonna conceive the Son of God baby in her womb. (laughs) That's a little overwhelming, but that's exactly what's happened. It's never happened to her before in all of her history. There's no association in in her mind that can handle this kind of an announcement. She's not prepared. It's a total shock for nothing is impossible with God. That's your statement today. That's your takeaway today. What are you facing? Nothing is impossible with God. I think about some people's impossibility. Right now, I've actually had quite a few conversations in these past days with COVID-19 really coming into Larimer County in Northern Colorado, all around really in the US especially, but other countries as well. What is your financial, financial picture? What is that impossibility? How is this impacting your marriage if you're married? Or your singleness in relationships, your social activities, your life? How are you handling isolation? Does it feel impossible? I've talked with people who have severe health issues during all this and boy, that's heavy and it feels impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. You may have some relationships that need to be repaired. Take it seriously, jump into it. You say, well, it's too late. No, it's never too late. God has a plan. Mary and Joseph, it was going to be a big problem. Joseph's going to walk away. But God showed up and told Joseph that it was in fact God that impregnated Mary. Now think about that. God has your back. God can cover you. God is able. Nothing is impossible with God. Let your faith grow today, just a little bit, just a little bit. Last thing, what is your response gonna be? How are you gonna to respond to the impossible thing that you're facing right now? I love Mary's response. It's, it's, it's like, this is where you see into her heart so well. Look at this, verse 38, Mary responded. I like that it, it, it says responded, not reacted. Mary responded. I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. So there is a longing, there's a desire, there's an acceptance of this shocking news. And the angel of the Lord left her. Do you you think she thought maybe that was a dream? Do you think the next day she went, what? I need to to rerun that tape because I'm sure that couldn't have really happened. No, it happened. This is a really amazing response. I want you to see a couple things about this. First of all, she does not argue with the angel. You know, other than her bobble it's not really a bobble it's just trying to gain understanding when she says, how can this be? I don't get it, I, I'm a virgin. That's personal, right? That's personal. But other than that, she doesn't argue. Well, you're crazy, Mr. Angel, go away. This could never happen. She doesn't try to explain why it won't work. How many of you do that? Okay, just be honest. Well, God, that's not gonna work because we have all the reasons why it's not gonna work. She surrenders to the statement of the messenger. And that's an important piece because she now lives with a new resolve that she's gonna go tell Joseph, she's gonna face ridicule, But she's gonna do this because she belongs first to the Lord. She holds on to the promises. I love that that part when, when it just says she ponders these things in her heart. She's thinking about what God has put in her heart. Where is my faith today? Where is your faith today? What is your response to God being involved, proactively leading your life? Consider Mary. She trusted. And she yielded and she said, nothing is impossible. I am your servant, I'm willing. That's what I want your prayer, my prayer to be today. In a day and age when we really need to be empowered with the Spirit of God to bring the message, to bring the hope, to bring the joy, and to walk with the knowledge that I am walking in the plan that God has made for me. I hope you will do that. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for your life in us. And thank you for the hope that we have today, that it's real. Thank you that you have a plan, a divine plan for my life, regardless of how old I am or how young I am. You did it for Elizabeth, you did it for Mary, you did it for Joseph, you did it for Zachariah. You are a messaging God. Help us to get the message and to yield to your plan for our lives. Lord, give us courage. Give us courage in these next days. As we go through December, and we face all the obstacles in front of us, whatever they are, give us the courage and the hope we need to go all the way through to the end. In your name we pray. If you've not accepted Christ, to be the Lord of your life, I invite you to just pray that prayer right now. Lord, forgive me, cleanse me. I want a journey with you and we'll help you in your journey. You guys, I love you, I believe in you and let's trust God during the tough times and uh, let's let love live every single day that we're alive. God bless you, have a great weekend, bye-bye.